When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, ma'am. You had better wake him up. Get him up. Get him going. It's Thursday on Hook Him Up with Ian Rod V. Our five-hour morning sports conversation begins right now. Texas Rangers are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Did it in the desert last night. Did the deal. Got no hit for six innings. Then the bats came alive. Been a little bit uh, precarious at times, but the Rangers, no doubt, they are the champs. A five-game series winner. We'll certainly recap it and talk about it here from the victorious team as the Rangers keep the uh, world championship in the great state. Also, college football showdown Saturday looming. Big 12 weekend actually starts tonight out in Lubbock. Get you a preview. We're going to have some separation. Five teams sitting atop the Big 12 right now at 4-1-1, including the Longhorns. Also, uh, major developing news out of the Big Ten. They had a Big Ten coaches video conference call last night. It was uh, described as intense and uh, aggravated, uh, emotional last night in the Big Ten. Well, all surrounding the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. The NFL weekend kicks off tonight in Pittsburgh. Got NBA. We got a legend passing away in college basketball. And in the world of basketball, safe to say we have a lot to do. Our five hours begins right now. We appreciate you being there wherever you find us each morning, maybe on 1019 FM. And by the way, that signal's stronger as the temperatures drop. That's always the key. We talk about the heat inversion in the summertime with, a one, with an FM signal like we have. Uh, it is stronger, so you may be able to hear it a little longer, a little better. We appreciate you finding us there on 1019 FM, also on AM 1260, the old school route. We're also digitally available always on the Horn app. Uh, just download it to your smartphone and uh, tune in with the touch of a button wherever you are in the great state, all over the world, and certainly right here in the ATX. You can also find us on our website. And, yes, we are streaming with the cameras up and running on our Twitch channel and on our YouTube channel. We'll get the audio right, but we are up from the home studio in Onion Creek, Texas, and we launch it right now. Look who it is joining me in the home studio across the desk there. He is our shutdown corner from the 713 DB high down there. Also DBU right here in the 512, four stops in the National Football League. Now 16 years doing great radio here in the ATX and beyond. He's also uh, a proud papa, the football theorist. He is Black Stradamus, and it's Friday, Rod. Friday, mm, almost Friday. I like that. But the uh, football weekend does kick off tonight, and we'll preview it, and it's going to be fun. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate the uh, the intro as always. Also appreciate the hospitality uh, here at the home studio. And uh, got to tell you, congratulations first and foremost to the Rangers. Knew it was going to happen. Uh, said yesterday, I thought it was going to be a gentleman's sweep. So congratulations to the Rangers. It, it, it was dramatic, though. I mean, it was uh, it was dramatic. Like Zach Gallon did his part for yeah. the Diamondbacks. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, Diamondbacks. They uh, you can tell they fought. Uh, they de- they definitely tried to make it a series, but uh, the Rangers just uh, did what they've done all series. Be clutch. 
Be clutch. That's what they've done. They've been the most clutch team in these playoffs. You go look at all the stats. We'll talk about it. But congrats to the Rangers. Uh, bet will be paid off. Uh, that happened, obviously, uh, when they beat the Astros. But uh, and obviously to my man Ty, who's a Rangers fan. We know a lot of Rangers fans, of course. Congratulations to you guys, man. That's big time. I know that's once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime type stuff. For your team to win a championship doesn't happen very often. Uh, so that's a really big deal. Before we get started, uh, first of all, give a shout out to those who serve. Our society built on the selflessness of service. So we appreciate all those up early in the morning uh, doing God's work, whether it be a God country or community, whatever you decide to serve. We know it's a burden, but also an honor. So we appreciate each and every one of you. First responders, the soldiers, uh, the teachers, the nurses, the officers of the law, all of you. We really appreciate you guys. So can't name all of you guys. You know I can't do that, but you guys are on our minds all the time. Each and every one of you, each and every day, without a doubt. And we do appreciate uh, you mentioning that, Rod, to start our program. Uh, five hours begins right now. Rod will get us behind the burn orange curtain coming up, talking Texas football. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll certainly recap the Rangers win last night. We'll oh, get to some uh, What the Facts segment uh, this hour as well. Uh, the first hour of five here on a Thursday morning, day two of November. Let's start with our headlines. They're busy. There's a lot going on. Let's get the top stories to start your morning. There it is. Top Gun Reynolds and lawn equipment. Start your morning with the top stories. We start with baseball history in the desert last night. Nathan Ovaldi pitched six gritty shutout innings. And after their bats were silenced for six innings, Rangers came alive. Mitch Garver broke a scoreless tie with an RBI single in the seventh inning after being no hit for those six frames. Then the Rangers tacked on four more in the top of the ninth. Rangers took a 5-0 lead to the bottom of the frame. They're going to close out the franchise's first ever world championship. After a strikeout and a foul out, the right-hander Josh Spores faced Cattell Marte, worked it into a full count. In their 63rd season. It's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series! There it was, Joe Davis on Fox last night. The strikeout to end it. Three up, three down in the ninth. And the Rangers are the world champions for 20 and 23. Corey Seager named the series MVP. Second time he's won that. Also won him with the Dodgers back in 2020. Nathan Avaldi, the first pitcher ever to win five games in one postseason as a starting pitcher. And skipper Bruce Bucci, just the sixth manager ever to win four world championships. And that's a credit to Chris Young and ownership, Ray Davis. They were determined to, to get winning baseball back to the Texas Rangers. And when we met, that's what we talked about. That's what they talked about to me. And and they did everything they said they were going to do. They went out and got starting pitching, uh, improved the club. We had young talent coming up. I knew this was a good ball club. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate, blessed, uh, you know, to, to come into this. It's such a great group of guys. and But it's it starts at the top. And those guys were committed. And, look, we're, we're in a good place now. Huge congrats as well to their top affiliate, the Round Rock Express. 14 players or coaches on the championship squad came through the Dell Diamond on their way to the big club. Several of them were out at the Dell Diamond this season performing. College football, 7th-ranked Longhorns continue their game week prep for the showdown with 23rd-ranked K-State on Saturday at DKR. Both teams enter the contest at 4-1 and one in the Big 12. They're part of a five-way tie atop the conference as we enter November. We'll certainly see some separation this Saturday. Longhorns will face the Wildcats at 11 a.m. 2.30. It's 4-1 and one Oklahoma State hosting 4-1 and one Oklahoma in Bedlam. Then Saturday night four and one Iowa State will host uh, Kansas three and two Jayhawks in Ames Big 12 weekend kicks off tonight with a Thursday night contest in Lubbock three and five Texas Tech will host four and four TCU that game kicks off at six o'clock tonight meanwhile major news developing from the Big Ten where according to ESPN's Pete Thamel a vast majority of conferences the conference's head coaches express their frustration with the ongoing 
signal stealing investigation in Michigan. They had a video call, 90-minute video call last night with League Commissioner Tony Petiti, and uh, many, according to Pete Thamel, encouraged him to take immediate action against Jim Harbaugh and the program. Call was described as both intense and emotional. The NCAA has been investigating Michigan for nearly two weeks now. NFL week kicks off tonight in Pittsburgh. Four and three Steelers hosting the three and four Tennessee Titans. Rookie quarterback Will Levis will again start for Tennessee. Team's second round pick last April threw four touchdowns in his debut for the team this past Sunday. And a win over Atlanta. NBA last night, Mavericks off to a 4-0 start for the first time in nearly 20 years. They took down the Bulls, 114-105. Rockets pick up their first win of the year. They took down Charlotte. And uh, sad news from basketball yesterday. Word from his family, the coaching legend Bobby Knight has passed away. The brilliant but combustible coach won three NCAA titles at Indiana and for four decades was the scowling face of college basketball. He was 83. Knight was among the winningest coaches in the sport. Finished with 902 career victories. 42 seasons at Army, Indiana, and Texas Tech. He also coached the U.S. Olympics team to a gold medal in 1984. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Double up discounts this month by getting 5% off any rental or purchase of steel outdoor power equipment by donating two non-perishable food items from Capillary Food Bank. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. All right, the parade will be in Arlington. Dallas. Is it? Is it going to be in Dallas or Arlington? No, it's in Arlington. Arlington. I don't know. I, it's in Arlington. Ar- See? Yeah, yeah already, that's what the... Yep. It's already been confirmed. Okay, so Ty, you got because I, I saw the reports and they were like, no, it's going to be an audience. And all the things like, we're I happy. S- yeah, I sent the post to E on Instagram. I, I was very surprised. Oh, okay, I, cool. I saw it like 10 yeah. minutes ago. Well, that's where they yeah. play, and that's where people gather to watch yeah. them play, and they've got plenty of space and parking there. You would think it would be natural. It's not like a slight to Dallas, but uh, fans from all over the Metroplex come to support that team. Yeah, they got the parade route and everything. Oh, I love it. They were already planning it. Got Champagne it done, bottles baby. on ice. And, well, you got uh, so, yeah, I mean, after they went up 3-1, I bet they started – you know, you know, we released that information, but I bet they started playing it. Well, you know, against St. Louis in 2011, they went up 3-2 and uh, had one out to make and couldn't yeah. get it. So until it's over, and certainly even as uh, – uh, Well, not uh, the team, but the – I'm talking about the city. Oh, the city and the fans, the yeah. The city of, Ar- of Arlington, I bet they started playing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, the leadership. you, yes. you got to make plans, right? Not you got to be ready not, for this. Yeah, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, we were yesterday debating whether it's going to be in Dallas or Arlington. And, hey, man, they're, they're representing, Ty. So, Ty, are you going to the parade? What's going on here? I will not be at the parade. I'm not a big parade guy. <laughs> and by the way, I haven't seen the post you sent me. When is the parade? Um, Friday morning. I'd assume. Let me let me double check and get it to you. Today's it's, the second tie. Today's two. Yeah, it's on Friday. Okay, yeah, so tomorrow. Friday, so they ha- tomorrow. And they have the yeah. route and everything. It's pretty much just around yeah, uh, downtown Arlington. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I, I don't think I've ever spent any time in downtown Arlington. I've certainly spent time Actually, in and no, around that it, ballpark. It's around the ballpark. Sorry. It's basically that's what I was say. Why would six go to- flags around J World. Uh, yeah, that's where all the pretty- space is, the parking. They've got parking lots all over the place there with the yeah, stadiums. Yeah, convenient for yeah. Everybody. If All the diff- people from Dallas can just drive over there. And I'm assuming it'll end up in the stadium. Uh, with a you Probably, know, with right? a, on the stage and uh, talking to the fans and whatnot, they'll be on cars or whatever they're going to do, buses uh, into the stadium to uh, uh, greet the fans. That'll be a lot of fun tomorrow. Uh, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Uh, Move to, uh, to from from Washington, the Washington Senators to Dallas or Arlington uh, back in the early '70s. First manager of the Rangers, uh, Rod Ted Williams. Ted Williams. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a nice little factoid I did not know. Uh, oh, how about yes, yeah, this is, um, So, debut in 1961 as the Washington Senators. The Rangers were the oldest active uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, NA- or NHL franchise that had never won a championship. That distinction now belongs to who? Mm-mm-mm, the Minnesota Vikings. There you go. Who played their, their uh, first game roughly five months after the Senators did in 1961. 
So the Vikings are due, guys. But it's not going to happen this year because Kirk Cousins went down. But anyway. You know, you're not buying Josh Dobbs? <laughs> not not, not going to happen for the Vikings. So the Vikings will still be on that, uh, that drought, that championship drought. But not the Rangers. So congrats to the Rangers. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that they run 11 road games. So, they, I mean, no, no team in Major League Baseball history has ever – actually, no team in Major League Baseball history or NBA or NHL history has won 11 road games in a single postseason. Except for the Rangers, sorry. Except <laughs> for the Rangers. So. so talk about being clutch. Golly, 11-0. That's, that, that's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, and it's, you know, it's kind of how sports go. It's how baseball go. But to, uh, to, to end the season as they did in such disappointing fashion, uh, not winning the division after leading the division most of the year, Houston jumped in and took it. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the sign of a, of a championship team to not uh, let that derail anything, just make it uh, fuel uh, for the run. And it started with that trip to Tampa, uh, easy series win in the wild card round, and then, man, right through Baltimore, and then 2-0 on Houston, but of course the defending champs you know, gave a punch back, which you expected them to do, and the Rangers weathered that and won game six and seven in Houston on their way. And once they got through Houston, you kind of felt like the Diamondbacks were no match for this team. I watched that whole series and wondered how the Phillies lost to that team. I still don't get it. <laughs> I really don't because the Phillies had a lead on that team too, and they're, they're, they're a nice young ball club. Uh, but give them credit, too, to roll through Milwaukee and the Dodgers and then the Phillies when they were down. Uh, Rangers did not let them really breathe in the series after they they just like the road they like to get out and play away from the ballpark and uh, and get after people yeah. Nathan Evaldi five that's wins that's a record he's he etches his name in in baseball history no one's ever done it we mentioned there had been other pitchers who have won five games in a postseason but uh, whether it be Randy Johnson or Steven Strasburg they got it they, they picked up a win as a reliever at some point in the in the run uh, Nathan Evaldi never did that he won all five games as a starting pitcher actually started two games in this series Rangers won both of them he was the starting pitcher when they they came from behind and won uh, with the Adolis Garcia home run in the 11th inning. Um, you know, Corey Seager, huge series. He is the MVP for the second time. And, um, you know, Bruce Bochy, his sixth championship, excuse me, his sixth manager to win four championships. Yeah. Only, only a couple of managers have more uh, all time. So, you know, the Rangers will come back next year, head to spring training, looking to defend. The Astros are going to hire a new manager coming up, and we'll see who that is. And they're going to try to go back and get it, and that'll make next year a lot of fun in Major League Baseball in the great state, uh, keeping that championship in the, in the Lone Star State. One of the most remarkable turnarounds in a two-year span, probably in all of sports that we've seen, at least in oh, the modern man. era, the Rangers lost. 102 games in 2021. Uh, only two other teams have won the World Series two years after losing 100-plus games. 69 Mets, 14 Braves, the 1914 Braves. And they did so two years after 101 lost seasons. So you're talking about potentially no team has ever have lost more games uh, in that uh, two years ago and then bounced back two years later well, think about to it. win the World Series. In addition to that, two years ago, last year, Rod, they lost 94 games. They were 68 <laughs> and 94 yeah, last year. It's not, like, it's not like they were – I mean, they lost like, Yeah, it's like they lost 198 games over the last two years. And, by the way, the 68 and 94 mark in, 19, in 2022 – it's the worst record in a season before winning the world championship. So it goes to what you heard Bruce Bochy stay in the headlines. It goes to the top. Ray Davis, the ownership, uh, they've invested, you know, once they got this new ballpark, which they've been, been seeking, you know, when the, the former president, George W. Bush, who threw out the yeah, first yeah. pitch to start this series, of course, he got the, the ballpark at Arlington built way back in the late 90s. But, you know, it didn't have a roof. It was a beautiful ballpark. But, you know, Ranger fans will tell you, uh, Ranger players will tell you, playing outside in the heat of Texas uh, over the course of a long season, it just wears down teams. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I, I, I've heard the, the stories from, from former Rangers that, you know, during the season, when it gets to July and August, we all know what that's like here in Austin and certainly not much different in Dallas. You can't even go out and take batting practice. I mean, you don't even go out and take any infielding. Uh, it's just too damn hot. And then, of course, even when you go out there at 7 o'clock to start the game, it's still 100 degrees. Yeah. And over time, you know, the, the, the visiting, visiting ball clubs come in at – and yeah. You deal with it every day. Yeah. Uh, and I do think it was a factor. And it certainly was a factor in the fan base because you just didn't – the game was on TV. You'd much rather just sit back and watch it than try to go out so they didn't draw fans in those summer months. And, you know, it seemed silly to, to build a brand-new ballpark, or silly to some, when you had this beautiful ballpark right next door. But I think that's a part of it, too, to have a roof, to, uh, to have the facilities where you can – you know, practice during the day and the air conditioning and get your work in and not wear down. I do think that's a factor. So give the, the city of Arlington and the, the leadership credit for going there. Uh, the owner, Ray Davis, then took the money and the revenue you're able to generate uh, from that new ballpark and invested it right back into the ball club with uh, the investment in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon two off seasons ago this off season. The, the huge investment in starting pitching, including, including Nathan Evaldi, who was outstanding. And I think the move from John Daniels, moving on from John Daniels to Chris Young, was a brilliant one. I mean, um, you know, John Daniels had, had been in charge of that team and that organization. Remember, he won the power struggle with Nolan Ryan. When Nolan Ryan was kind of pushed out there as the owner, uh, power went to John Daniels. And that's really as the, the organization began to slide. Uh, Chris Young came in and really has done a great job building that team with some shrewd trades, some moves made. I mean, acquiring Adolis Garcia from the Cardinals for nothing, essentially, trading for Jonah Heim, trading for Nathaniel Lowe. All this was being done to kind of build this core. And then the investment in the, uh, the, the free agents and the trades made and the money spent, uh, even at the deadline here, Rod, to go get Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery, uh, not worrying about the, 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 the salaries and the, 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 the payroll. Uh, but then you mix those trades and, and signings with this young crop of, of you know, fertile young talent coming through the system the josh youngs the uh the evan carters uh the young pitching that's come through it's just a it's a talented mix it's a really good roster and of course uh, they're the world champs and we'll come back next year you know maybe maybe even stronger we'll see what they do this offseason but they will be uh, a heavy favorite again next year along with the braves and the orioles and the astros i think um it's a good lesson to learn for the dallas cowboys honestly um, use any me any means that is available to you to acquire talent and upgrade the roster and that's exactly what they did whether you're talking about the farm system the way they built it or you're talking about making trades or you're talking about free agency they really left no stone unturned to try to upgrade the roster as best they could and look at what it did i mean they were all in from the jump even as like you said a hundred uh lost team or a 90 something lost team they still continue to be really aggressive about getting the talent they needed and they had a blueprint that you know was you know obviously built around winning the world series actually we have some sound we'll play from some guys early on talking about that even it's the reason they came to the rangers they were talking like you said they were talking about it it was something it was a goal for everybody who were making decisions in that organization and even when they were bringing in new talent and they were bringing in free agents um that was part of the conversation acquiring that new talent no hey, question hey, no hey, no hey, question hey, go for it which exactly we're trying to win it all yeah and uh the now you've upped the ante uh, as now i've been on the other end of this too i mean when i came to texas in 1999 you know everything seemed like it was all good mac had you know had come off a season where 
Ricky won the Heisman, and he had already had some signature wins over like teams like Nebraska. I mean, we were we were rolling along pretty well, getting some number one recruiting classes in the country. And then this dude Bob Stoops comes along and wins the national title in his second year at Oklahoma. And then Texas rival essentially forces a ton of pressure on Mac. And Mac looks around and is thinking like, I was I was doing pretty good around here. I, I thought we were having some success and we were achieving a lot. And Longhorn fans really ratcheted up the pressure for Mac. And I will say this, it brought the best in Mac. It brought out the best in him because I think after that, even Mac understood, all right, I got to up the ante. There needs to be a sense of urgency about around here because our rival is ahead of us. Yeah. Our rival has, has already achieved what we're trying to achieve, and you know they're better than we are. We got we to gotta figure out a way to upgrade the roster. We got to do whatever we can, upgrade the coaching staff. So honestly, if Bob Stoops hadn't won that title, I don't know if Texas gets to where they need to be in 2005. I think that's part of it. I think, you know. Got to have a carrot, Rod. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it pushed Mac Brown to become a better coach. I think Mac, he knew he had to match Bob Stoops, and Bob Stoops was a hell of a dude to try to match. Well, and it also, you know, galvanizes the fan base around oh, the, the idea yeah. and the, the locker room, and uh, that's what we'll look forward to next year with the Astros and Rangers coming back. Can we hear? Because I think to fit in the missing piece and the final piece with Bruce Bochy, uh, to, to to bring in a championship level manager who's just been the steadying influence in the force. Who you heard, you know, what in the cut we played in the headlines talking about, as you said, Rod, since spring training, we've been talking about winning this thing, mm-hmm. and you got a, a manager who's won it uh, three times and been in it another time with the Padres. So can we hear from uh, Bruce Bochy? Ty has this sound after this is when they handed him the trophy. Uh, you know, it's one thing. I know there are some Ranger fans talking about, man, I'd love to win it at home. No, you win it in the desert. You win it, and you have your your win celebration. It, yeah. Come home tomorrow and have exactly. a big party in your own building at Globe Life. But let's hear this from Bruce Bochy uh, with the guys from Fox handing him the uh, the World Series trophy for the fourth time in his Hall of Fame career. Bochy, take hold of that. So take us back when your guy Chris gave you a phone call and just kind of asked if you wanted to get back to managing again. You think that was the, the right answer to say yes? Oh my goodness. Uh, it's unreal. I was sitting on a recliner there and Nashville and just enjoying myself when he called me and I tell you what I, I, I'm so honored to ride with these guys uh, it, they they inspire me with the, how resilient they've been but to get this call be part of this I know how blessed I am I can't thank these guys enough resiliency has been a name of this team right I mean you've been road warriors you didn't lose a game on the road it started obviously in Seattle and you go through Tampa and Baltimore and Houston and here you are how did you manage to play so great on the road this entire postseason man I tell you it's it's amazing how they came together and I I go back to Seattle we lost a tough game there the last game trying to win this division and they could have got down they went in Tampa put that beside uh, beside them and uh, just got after it and it's incredible to do what they did and that's what we talked about how tough a group this is how resilient they are again they inspired me thank you guys one more Bruce what's what's asking about Nathan He's been so good in these big games. You knew that. You know you had confidence in him. And once again, he delivered. What was most impressive about him tonight? Well, that's Nathan. I mean, that's, that's his resume. We had the right guy out there. We knew it. And we had all the confidence in the world in him. He's done it before. We knew he'd do it again. And for him to go out there and match against a really tough guy, uh, he, it's incredible what he did for us. Number four, raise that thing above your head, Bruce. Enjoy it. Bruce Bochy, ladies and gentlemen, there we go.
All right, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. I'd also say, Rod, to uh, Chris Almendaris and Reed Ryan and the team at the Dell Diamond and the Round Rock Express. They're a big yes, part of this. And as we said, 14 members of the, cl- of the squad came through Round Rock, and, and a lot of them this year. Evan Carter spent a long time at Round Rock. Josh Young uh, was there, uh, you know, working his rehab and, of course, started his career there. Uh, just so many of those guys. Josh Boers, I mean, so many of them. Uh, so, you know, Round Rock, I know it's all lit up this morning out at the Dell Diamond. They're excited. So congrats to Tim Jackson and Chris Almendaris. Darius, Reed Ryan, the whole team, a uh, big part of uh, it take, takes a village, Rod, and it takes yeah. everybody to win a championship. And you just said it in, in relation to the Cowboys. You got to kind of go all in. And you got uh, to, man. I think a lot of Cowboy fans, now the Ranger fans who are also Cowboy fans, can ask Jerry Jones, are you all in? Are you all, all in? Man, you just watch. You, you just say watch you're all in, but yeah. you are. Oh, you're all in. I mean, we just had the trade deadline, and every team that was a, is a currently a playoff team in the NFC, except for the Cowboys, made some kind of move. They looked at their roster and said, yeah, man, we can get better. We can get better. And Jerry Jones looked at his roster and said, we like our guys. That's well, the difference. And, and, the, and the, Rangers, the Rangers, the entire, but the last two years have looked at that roster and said, we got to get better. Now, granted, different situation because they were abysmal uh, in terms of, uh, you know, winning games. But still, I just love the, men- the mentality paid off. Yeah, it did. The mentality uh, paid and off. And it's top down. And obviously, yeah. it, it's been said a million times, but Jerry Jones is the owner and the general manager. You think if it was just a separate owner, might have made a different decision, or a general manager might have made a trade at the deadline? Who knows? That's the ongoing frustration with the Cowboys. But uh, either way, not to uh, minimize what the Rangers yes, just did. No, not make at it about the Cowboys, about, but it is fair. We're talking about Dallas. I'm talking about Dallas, yeah, Dallas Metroplex sports, sports. Dallas, yeah, you're talking about exactly. Well, now I mean, now now every major sport in Dallas has won a championship since the Cowboys have been in a Super Bowl. Uh, the Stars won one, the, Star- the Mavericks Mavs have won, won one, and one. the Rangers have now won one Yeah, you're right uh, since, the, since the Cowboys won a Super Bowl point. in 1995. Yeah. Uh, and so Jerry's on the clock. <laughs> Jerry's on, you mentioned <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. Uh, all right, so there's, uh, there's the, the, the start. We'll certainly talk Rangers. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with some, some guests along the way and talk to talk about the celebration that's coming tomorrow. Congratulations to Ty, all the Ranger fans out there uh, oh, who tune in morning by morning. And uh, uh, from these two Astro fans, tip of the cap. Yeah, tip I of the heard, cap. Job heard, well done. I heard a couple of Rangers fans. I was listening to some of the, uh, the post-game celebrations and stuff on, like, uh, the ticket and everything. And, Man, they're already aggravated. They're taking shots at Astros. And they're it's not they are not deliberately doing it, but they're saying, you know, we, we play for the state of Texas. All right? We're not just the we're not for da- we're not just for Dallas or Arlington. We're the Texas Rangers. So we represent the state. And oh, I heard no. Mo- exactly. I heard multiple players say it. And and I, and this I guess factually because they do have that on their jerseys, they kept saying it, but it, it aggravated me. It's I don't the know. truth. It's hey, story. that's good. It's, <laughs> it's the truth. All right, we'll come back. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain. Two days out, we'll turn, talk Texas K-State. Uh, the showdown game coming Saturday. We'll get into that Big Ten situation. A tense and emotional video conference. I say 90 minutes talking all things Michigan and Jim Harbaugh with the conference commissioner. What can be done? What will be done? Who knows? We'll certainly talk about it uh, because a lot of uh, reporting coming out of that last night. Mm. We'll also get to what the facts before the end of the hour it is hook em up with ian rod b on a thursday aaron hogan rod babers hook em up 1019 am 1260 the horn congratulations to the texas rangers november 1st of 2023 goes down on history their first ever world championship since the uh, organization has been in existence as the washington senators then the texas rangers playing at the old uh, arlington stadium i went to a game there one time rod it was hotter than hell 
Uh, my gosh. Uh, I, I don't even know if Ty was alive when that stadium was open. But uh, that thing was like a, a – it was, it, was, it was a glorified minor league stadium, essentially, that they built. I mean, it was all, it was all like aluminum seats and – uh, gosh, in the summertime, it would turn into like you're sitting in a skillet. I mean, it really was. It was so hot. Uh, you know, just so hot. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. no cover, no shade. There's some places like that I've heard about, too. Oh, my just gosh. stadiums in, in Texas that are like that. I don't know what it is, the way they're built. I have no idea. Well, that metal just heats up. and you're, yeah. Oh, man, you can't even sit on it. But uh, <laughs> but you could bang on it, and it was loud because you get all, you know, you're clanging on the metal. Uh, but uh, old school uh, Ranger fans remember the, uh, the old Arlington oh, Stadium. Man. And, uh, you know, we'll check in with our Ranger friends throughout the course of the morning. Congrats to the, to the, to the fans of the Texas Rangers who brought it home last night. Five games it took. Uh, only loss was game two. Uh, they, they won every other game. And, you know, the loss of Adolis Garcia and the loss of, uh, uh, you know, Max Scherzer didn't matter. Uh, the rest of the team rallied and won no. both games uh, or all three games out there in Arizona and bring it home. They'll have a party tomorrow and a celebration in Arlington. So if you're making your plans to get up there, it's in Arlington, not Dallas. They'll do it right to, through you know, ballpark area and then mm-hmm. down to Texas Live and all of that and then right into the stadium. That'll be a party uh, for gonna, sure. It's going to be a party. Oh, man. Into the weekend. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, 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 pretty good stuff. Good way to start the weekend, I'm Rob. I'm surprised Ty's not trying to go down there and be a part of it. Ty's got work to do. I got guess. work to do. My, responsible. My family from Dallas is actually coming in town here this weekend. So, oh, that's right. You got a big event this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, my my little brother. He's a SIGEP pledge at Texas, and it's parents. Ooh, that's family, right. okay. family, family weekend, weekend kind of deal. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay, there you go. So he's got a valid reason. Otherwise, I would expect Ty to be down there. But I'm not a family uh, first parades. I don't even think if the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, I'd, I'd go to the parade. I'd, I'm yeah, I mean, when the Astros won it twice, I never was in. My parents went to one of them, which was surprising. Like, you guys are going down there into the sea of a million people. My brother went to one of them. I was yeah, like, that just to... does not sound like if, anything I want if to be anything, If anything, I would have liked to be at the Texas Live, you know, the, the like, big bar restaurant area next yes, to Yes, that like, would be fun. Like, last night for the game, that looked – I saw some videos of that. They, like, blew confetti, and it looked it looked pretty lit. So that, that would have been really cool. It's lit. Oh, man. Uh, All right. This is Don Drysdale was the first Ranger radio broadcaster when Ted Williams was the manager. That's amazing. Appreciate that. That Uh, was a great little factoid. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, Because the Washington Washington Senators, and, of course, they moved to to old Dallas as the the city was growing. The the, the Metroplex was growing back in the 70s. All right, Rod. So we'll talk plenty of Texas baseball, Ranger baseball. Well, we will pay off our bet. You know, we do have the cameras up and running, though, but we'll probably wait till we get back into the studio. But uh, we'll, we'll book a date to where I will wear the full Ranger uniform, including the eye black, the wristbands, oh, yeah. and the cleats. And the cleats. Uh, during the whole show. <laughs> and then Ty wants to throw batting practice to me somewhere after we go over to the uh, Westlake HEB. Uh, so I'll settle. And you're going to wear the mask. The, uh, gonna, the, yeah, the Luce Libre. Luce Libre. The, the Rangers-themed Luce Libre mask. The entire show. Yeah. Five hours. The, the bet payoff wouldn't would have hit, hit as hard if, if they would have lost, I, I would say. I That's probably, probably would have forgiven the bet at that point. No, we would have had to pay it off. Uh, we will pay, pay off, off our bets. Uh, all right, Rod, we're going to go behind the Burn Orange Corner. Real quick, uh, quick thought on the, the, the vast majority of Big Ten coaches. Uh, last night on a 90-minute video call that uh, featured Commissioner Tony Petiti. Um, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel, the call took 90 minutes, n- nearly an hour, without Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, who hung up after the regularly scheduled Big Ten business to allow the conference's coaches to speak freely about the NCAA's investigation into the Michigan and their frustration with the Big Ten's um, not doing anything about it to this point, essentially. Collectively, the coaches want the Big Ten to act according to the story Pete Thamel wrote right now. 
Uh, what are we waiting wow. on? We know what happened, Ooh. essentially. Now, is that fair to Michigan? Has there been wow. due process in this case? Uh, I don't know. The NCAA has been investigating, but more and more comes out. And, you know, Big Ten teams still have to play this team, who seems to have uh, gone to great lengths to yeah. acquire information they should not have. Yes. Uh, so, and they're going to play games. Well, I mean, I, 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 under, I sense their I, – I guess I can – see their frustration but at the same time what can what can tony petiti do in real time becomes the question i've argued putting the wireless communication in the headsets immediately i agree i think your idea is still the best idea going forward doesn't look like that's something that came up in the meeting Uh, i don't know if that was in the report or not i i think you know he's waiting on the investigation to be done to be as thorough as possible you know, and I, and yes, true. But if you have enough evidence at this point, even without the entire investigation being done, I think that would, you know, as as if you're a decision maker, um, that should prompt you to want to, to do something. Now, I'm not saying you need to punish Michigan not uh, right now. Maybe you wait till everything is done to do that. Um, but yeah, maybe getting some messaging out there, or like you said, your idea about the communication headset is something they also should consider so i don't know what's holding it up i don't know what why they're waiting for the the court of public opinion to already <laughs> you know what i mean the, it's already taking already, what could well, be your champion right pretty much they are they're already coming out and making up their mind i mean well and, and the coaches this is what this isn't you know you and i on a radio show this is the coaches in the big 10 they laid out to the petiti remember he just came on board in in july and your june i mean he just got here as the commissioner but they laid out to him april is when petiti came on board how distinct of a schematic advantage michigan has held over the last three years by illegally obtaining the opposition signals ahead of time as has been alleged coaches use words like tainted fraudulent and unprecedented of course in the three years that connor stallions left a paper trail of purchasing tickets to games of michigan opponents the wolverines have gone 33 and 3 22 and 1 in big 12 play prior three years they were 21 and 11 and 16 and 8 in Big 12 conference play. So could be coincidence or it could be a factor. Uh, it sounds, sounds like the Big Ten coaches believe it's been a major factor I think we all know to the rise of Michigan. If it's happened, it's definitely been a factor. And like you said, the timeline is too distinct. <laughs> to, to, the, to, the, to the day, <laughs> Right, it just seems like, yeah, whatever kind of stallions came on officially, but we all know now this has been a two-plus-year thing, or at least allegedly it's been a two-plus-year thing. So, yeah, I don't know what the Big Ten is waiting on. I'm with you. I think they waited too long. They still haven't officially said anything. Well, this is just a report. And they had Michigan's bye week to do something, right? Uh, Michigan didn't even play last weekend. The, the, uh, verdict, the verdict is already out. I mean, they've waited too long now. In court of public opinion, the verdict is he's guilty. Yeah. So now they're just trying to trying to – CYA cover their behinds officially when it comes to the NCAA or maybe they want to make sure there's no lawsuits involved in the way they handle it, that kind of stuff. All right, let's uh, dive there, in. We'll, there, we'll, there will be lawsuits. We'll take your thoughts on that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're going to play games this weekend in the Big Ten. Michigan's going to play Ohio State at the end of the year. Oh, Penn State's going to play Michigan coming up. That's a top ten team. Hey, let's get to uh, behind the burn orange curtain, though. Longhorns playing K-State Saturday. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What, what is behind that curtain. All right, let's talk some uh, Texas K-State because um, I did the uh, Longhorn Blitz podcast yesterday uh, with my man Jeff Howe and uh, my man Matt Butler. Uh, also uh, did Football Theory with Ian Boyd, of course, talking a lot of Texas K-State. So I just got a couple of things that I want to bring up, um, to a couple of topics uh, related to this matchup. One thing that uh, we talked about, and it's, you know, obviously Avery Johnson, the quarterback run game, is one of the big 
major factors, all right, and variables in this matchup between Texas and K-State. K-State has one of the most diverse quarterback run games in the country. There's no doubt about it between Will Howard and between Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson, all right. He's the uh, young freshman, dynamic freshman, who we've heard now from multiple uh, sources, and uh, we had a uh, K-State insider on yesterday say he's the fastest guy on the team. This is wild that that he's the fastest player of the yeah, team. Legit four four guy. Yeah, and so it's and and of course that's how you know Chris Kleiman's a hell of a coach. He ends up with the ball a lot, so he'll make sure that hey, we only got one guy that's running this fast. He'll make sure he has the ball a ton. Now they they used to two, and this is something that he brought up yesterday that he was curious about um, whether they would use two quarterbacks at the same time. Two quarterbacks at the same time, man. They do. All right. They use they put them both on the field at the same time. He essentially turn him into a jet sweep weapon. He lines up at wide receiver. They're uh, I don't know. They're working on something. To me, I think this is a they're gonna have a package where they have a double pass ready to go. Sounds or, similar to remember when Ryan Tannehill was at A and M and they used him as a receiver early. Yes. And a, then a playmaker, and then he became the quarterback. I think that's I think they will have something in store. It just makes sense when you got both. Cause they have they've had both of those guys on the field multiple times, and I've already seen that. I thought it was weird, but the I don't think they've ever given uh, each other. I don't think they've ever exchanged the football. Uh, both been on field. Usually it's just Will Howard at quarterback or Avery Johnson at quarterback and then Will Howard out wide, and he's not a threat at all. But Will Howard's a good athlete too. I'm telling you, they're planning something with them two quarterbacks on the field. I know Texas is aware of it, but y'all should be aware of it too. One thing about Avery Johnson, he is um, he's slight actually. He's a high school. I mean, he's a freshman. So he's essentially got a high school body still for a freshman quarterback. That's important. I think it, it, it affects the play calling. Remember, Colin Klein was a kind of a power runner um, at the quarterback position. It affects the play calling, and it affects his, uh, Avery Johnson's running style. He runs to the outside. He wants to get to the edge and to the perimeter. He does not want to run inside. He doesn't do it um, naturally. I don't think they scheme him running inside. And Texas, going into this matchup, Texas has one of the best D-tackle combinations in the country, if not the best, um, between Tavondre Sweat, who is graded out by Pro Football Focus, the highest graded D-tackle, and Byron Murphy, who is also graded out as a top 10 uh, D-tackle uh, in Pro Football Focus grades nationally. Nobody wants to run inside of Texas. So with those things, those combinations, he's slight. They don't really scheme him running in the interior. He doesn't like it. He wants to get to the edge so he can use his speed, and Texas' strength is their interior D-line. I think we can assume, safely assume, they're going to be running to the edge and seeing D gaps when Avery Johnson is in there. And the stats back it up. Uh, over 80% of his rushes, over 90% of his 10 plus short runs, explosive runs, uh, forced missed tackles, uh, and yards, period rushing yards, are through the C and D gaps. We're talking about on the outside, on the perimeter. And that kind of gets me to that package that Texas used versus BYU that I thought was really interesting. Mo Blackwell just getting healthy, so he's been with the team now for a little over, what, a month since the Baylor game. And the package they debuted versus BYU was Anthony Hill, Jalen Ford, and you had Mo Blackwell. They were the linebackers. And then on the line, you had Tavondre Sweat, you had Byron Murphy, and Baron Sorrell. Nice package because it's malleable and it gives you multiple options and solutions for a dual threat quarterback. Off the edge, you got uh, the spies, and you have guys who can also be those hybrid defenders who can be rush edge defenders like a Mo Blackwell and um, like a Anthony Hill. And those guys also are good in coverage because they're fast. All right, so 
K-State has a lot of running backs they use, multiple running backs they use, who are really great in uh, the passing game, and they are twitchy and fast. Giddens and Ward, you do not want those guys in space with linebackers that can't move really well. Mo Blackwell can move really well. Anthony Hill can move really well. And those guys can blitz, and they blitzed a lot, actually, in that package versus BYU. I, I don't know. Something tells me that that package may work situationally versus K-State to help you with the quarterback run game, especially since they want to attack the edges. As When Avery Johnson's in there, they definitely want to attack the edges in the run game. With Will Howard, I think it'll be more diverse. I think he's gonna he's a guy that can run, inter- run uh, in the interior as well in between the tackles. But with Avery Johnson... Just know he's trying to get to the edge. That's why they like him. They want him to get to to, to get to the perimeter with that speed. Yeah, Giddens is a, is a quick receiver, and then Treshawn Ward is the transfer from oh. Florida State who came in, who was picked as the conference's newcomer of the year, but uh, he's been been injured at times. And then uh, Giddens has been their leading rusher. Let's also remember this is an offensive line that is the strength of their team. Yes, sir. They have they have three sixth year starters on that offensive line, Rod. They've played a lot together. Cooper Beebe is one of the best in the in in the Big Twelve, and if not the country, on the interior. So this is a great matchup for Texas. Um, uh, that, uh, that's good stuff right there behind the burnt orange curtain as the Longhorns prep for what's going to be separation Saturday in the Big 12 with this five-way to top the Big 12. Um, you know, four of the teams will go head-to-head this weekend with the Bedlam game. In this game, uh, Iowa State will play Kansas. Uh, we'll come in on Monday, and there'll be some separation in the Big 12. Um, and, you know, there'll still at least be a two-way tie because someone's going to win that Oklahoma game and someone's going to win that uh, the game on Saturday. And if Iowa State were to win, it would be a three-way tie. But uh, you know, there'll be separation coming out of Saturday. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we'll hit some what the facts, including uh, the Rangers winning that World Series. Uh, looking forward to the week kicking off tonight. Big 12 weekend kicks off tonight in Lubbock uh, with a game. Uh, we'll get you a preview there. Also, uh, Steelers and Titans in the NFL. It's a busy Thursday. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Yeah, I'm assuming at the uh, Ranger victory celebration tomorrow in Arlington 12:15 is the announced start time there'll be a parade that will I would imagine end up in the stadium to celebrate the uh, world champs I'm, I'm assuming Creed shows up to play a song I don't know oh. I mean, set up a stage let's go yes, sir. That'd be awesome. yeah they got to promote the tour let's go right? man yeah they got to do tour their 40 yeah. seat, 40 uh, city tour they're starting Come on, man. on the heels of this uh, reclamation oh, that man. they've had but uh, yeah it's time for what the facts uh, Rangers are the world champions. How about this fact, Rod? It came six years to the day that the Houston Astros won their first world championship, oh. uh, November the 1st. Rangers fans aren't going to like Six years that. ago. What? Like, Why are you bringing up the Astros? Well, because it's an historic date now. now the agree. Rangers and Astros have now both won world championships on that day. It's a beautiful thing. And for the it's Astros, who was their first as their organization, and now it's the first for the Rangers organization, November 1. It's okay. We're, Always will be a we're, we're kings of Texas historic day. Now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's, for no now. Denying it. Yeah. there's no denying yeah, it. For now. That's all right. I'll give you that. Until next year. Yeah, exactly. Until next year. For now. Uh, but yeah, that's what's going to make it a fun rivalry, without a doubt. And enjoy your celebration, and let's go. Let's get it on next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I would also say, the as you came off your burn orange curtain, this matchup of Texas and K-State is yes, the uh, a matchup of the Big 12's best team on third down offensively against the conference's best team on third down defensively. About top five. That is a fact. And they're yeah. both top five in the country. That becomes a massive uh, stat in this game who convert you know who wins that battle can texas get k-state off the field or can k-state navigate long drives think about it rod you can go back to these games this season 
you know, we saw Rice go on a nine or ten minute drive. We mm-hmm. saw BYU do it this past weekend. Yep. And with the new rules in college football, that can take up a whole quarter. Wyoming did it. Wyoming bit. did it. Mm-hmm. It shortens a game. And yep. you've got to know K-State coming on the road, that's going to be their game plan. I know it, they're going to try to shorten this game where they can. Uh, limit explosive plays by Texas. Played good defense in the red zone against a team that's struggling in the red zone offensively. Try to force some turnovers as they can with a young quarterback. But then shorten this game, which we've seen other teams able to do. This is this is the best team that's come into this building, uh, without a doubt. And uh, the last time a good team came in was Kansas, and they didn't have their starting quarterback. This group's going to have two, two um, co-quarterbacks that can play. Yeah, and they, they kind of naturally, because they run the ball so much, they naturally shorten the game anyway. Yeah. They run it so much. They kind of naturally do that. I can see them now deliberately in this game going out of their way to choke that clock. Well, that's why right. third down becomes huge. You got to get them off the field. Got to get them off the field and, get the ball back. And you need to keep the ball. Um, so Texas offense could have limited – well, not could have. They will have limited possessions, but um, you can uh, limit those even more. You're right, if they choke that clock. So that's a great point, E. Uh, how about this one? Why did the Rangers uh, go uh, 11-0 and uh, on the road? First postseason uh, team to – actually, the first team in Major League Baseball – NBA, NHL history to win 11 road games in a single postseason. And how did they do that? How about this for the Rangers? It's pretty amazing. They ended up being uh, plus 42 in run differential on the road. Damn. Highest in a single postseason. Plus 42. And how, that's, a, that's unbelievable. The prior record was plus 33. It beat the record by almost 10 runs. It's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, yeah. Fact of the day, the uh, Big 12 weekend kicks off tonight, Rod. TCU and Texas Tech from Lubbock. Who would have thought when this game was announced on the schedule was a Thursday night game in Lubbock to start we, you know, the, the, the first weekend of November, uh, you'd have a 4-4 four and four team against a 3-5 and five team. TCU is 4-4. Four and four. Um, Texas Tech's 3-5, and five, and they're down to their third quarterback. Um, did this game do anything for you tonight? I mean, I'm going to pay nah, attention to it because the Longhorns will play TCU coming up. Yeah. Let's just get a look at them. But, yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be uh, watching tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure. No more baseball. No more baseball. I guess i got to start shifting uh, focus of the NBA a little bit. Speaking of NBA, actually, i got an NBA uh, what the facts for you. Um, how about this little stat about Wimby? Um, apparently, Wimby's defense in the fourth quarter, really his fourth quarter performance so far this season has been really good. He is uh, shooting 80% field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. That ranks first in the NBA. He's got five blocks in the fourth quarter this year. That's tied for first. And both of those numbers are ranked first in the NBA. Shout out to Wimby. But shout out. Yeah, the one thing he's got to really work on is rebounding. He's got to get tougher. I mean, that's just going to be, you know, we we had the quote last week from Nikola Jokic when he was he had, he went up against Oklahoma State's big or Oklahoma City's kid. Uh, what's his name? Chet. Chet Holmgren. Uh, Chet Chet yeah. Chet Holmgren. And afterwards, as only Jokic can say it, he said he needs to get fatter. <laughs> he needs to get fatter. Oh, yeah. San Antonio, you're good. Yeah. Uh, he, he got plenty well, of good Well, he was talking about, he was talking about Holmgren. Oh, yeah. So he said he's a good player. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, he was paying him a compliment. And, but as he says, it, he's, he oh, needs yeah. to get fatter. Oh, and, no. He's eating good food then. Chet came back and said it's hard to get fatter when you're not fat at all. So. That's right. That's true. Uh, this says, what teams haven't won the World Series now? Organizations. I'll look that up in the break and give you that what the fact coming up. Uh, it is also a fact, Rod, that every pro team in the Metroplex has won a, a world championship now. They won their, their league's championship. And the Cowboys have gone the longest between winning one. The Cowboys are America's team, but they haven't won a championship since the mid-'90s. And now you've had the Stars, mm. the uh, Mavericks, 
and now the Rangers bring yeah. home a world championship. Jerry Jones, you're on the clock, my friend. You're on the clock. Uh, and I brought up early years, uh, debuting in 1961 as the Washington Senators. The Rangers were the oldest active Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, or NHL franchise that had never won a title. Now, of course, uh, that they, that they have won a title, the distinction of that longest drought. Uh, without winning a title as a North, uh, as a, a North American sport, pro sports franchise belongs to the Vikings, who actually started also in 1961, roughly five months after the Washington Senators, who are now the Rangers. There you go. So that, that drought was one of the longest was the longest drought in major pro sports history. Well, in the last half decade, Rod, they spent $1.2 billion on a new stadium. They spent $800 million on player acquisition. And they developed one of the best farm systems in all of baseball, and that's what paid off and you know, culminated with the championship last night. We'll hear from Bruce Bochy coming up. Rangers win the world championship. Congratulations. Keeping it in Texas. Uh, we'll also preview the games tonight in Lubbock and in Pittsburgh. Titans will host the, uh, the Titans. And how about uh, Will Levis? Will Levis threw four TDs in his debut. Oh, yeah. He'll get the start tonight against Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's healthy in that game. But uh, we got NFL football. We have college football tonight as the baseball season now in the books. Uh, we'll also get to uh, the rest of your Thursday conversations. Rod has a rant coming up. We got Bullisher BS next hour, and we got more facts of a Thursday, the second day of November 20 and 23. Glad you're with us. One hour down, four to go on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod. Be go nowhere. <laughs> 